Chapter 2 Even with the windows rolled down, the heat inside the bus was stifling. Rachel wished she hadn't worn jeans, but this far north, the mornings were cool even in the summer. She tied back her long, dirty blonde hair to get it off her neck and was startled when the bus shuddered over a pothole. It reminded her of riding the school bus, something she hadn't endured since getting a car. She wasn't too thrilled to be taking a bus to the rafting center, but the parking lot was two miles away, so the staff provided transportation. The hoopty actually was an old school bus, only they'd painted it white with a blue stripe made to look like a rushing stream, the words Clear River Rafting stenciled on each side. While Rachel couldn't wait for the ride to end, Ellie seemed positively delighted to be aboard this rusted express. The joy of anticipation. Sweeter, some say, than the event itself. At twelve years old, this was Ellie's first adventure away from home without their parents, and there was an extra air of mischief in her eyes. Rachel liked seeing it there. Her little sister was withdrawn whenever Rachel wasn't around, or so she was told. With her... Ellie was bouncy and bright, but apparently shut down with others, growing angry and brooding, even with her parents. She had trouble making friends at school, but was very sociable as long as Rachel was with her. It was a dependence that concerned Ellie's whole family. Though they hadn't said so, Rachel knew they were counting on her regarding this trip. They wanted her to bring Ellie out of her shell, as if she were some sort of genie in a lamp. But how could Rachel help Ellie with her problem if she never saw it in action? Still, Rachel had been looking forward to this trip, too. This was their last hurrah before she went off to college, a retreat just for the two sisters. After all the stress of getting into a decent school and the heartache of her breakup with Luke, Rachel was ready to let loose and enjoy the sunshine. She'd just turned 18, and her adult life lay ahead. She wasn't exactly a kid anymore, but this was going to be her last summer as one, and she and Ellie knew it. It would be a bittersweet vacation, and no one was looking forward to Ellie's reaction when Rachel inevitably moved out of the house in the fall. As for right now, though... Ellie was all smiles as she gazed out the window at the Klamath Mountains. Pretty day, Rachel said. Ellie turned to her, braces gleaming in the sunlight. It's perfect. I can't wait to get there. For what had to be the hundredth time, Ellie unfolded the brochure to review all the activities the center offered. A waterfall where you can actually walk behind the water? Tubing and canoeing? Water pistol fights? I still don't know what I want to do first. We'll figure it out once we get there and see it all in person. Rachel leaned into her sister as if conspiring. So? How's it feel to be out on your own in this world, making your own decisions? Ellie smirked. I'm not on my own. You're here. Besides... We're not that far from home. I looked it up. Clear River Rafting is approximately 160 miles from home. Approximately? You sound so scientific. It is across state lines, though. 
I've never been to Oregon before, barely ever been out of California at all. I guess that's something. Rachel certainly thought so. When she was 12, her parents never would have allowed her to go this far away without them, even with a trusted chaperone. Ellie was the second child, so mom and dad were less strict with her than they'd been with their firstborn daughter. Rachel wondered if Ellie knew just how lucky she was that her big sister broke their folks in. The bus driver was a friendly man named Chico. He had olive skin and a Cuban accent, and wore an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt, as if he were on a permanent vacation working here. He helped them with their bags and tried to engage Ellie as she stepped aboard, but she was far too shy to reciprocate. Rachel hoped they hadn't offended him. At the back of the bus, a group of teens cackled with laughter, growing rowdier the closer they got to the rafting center. Rachel had noticed them passing a joint in the parking lot. One of the guys must have been over 18, for he was sleeved in tattoos, his gangly arms fully revealed in his sleeveless Stone Temple Pilots shirt. Across from this group was a pair of female twins, pretty brunettes with skin-tight shorts and smiles forged by perfect teeth. They wore bandanas like sweatbands upon their heads, huge sunglasses and flip-flops. They looked like the kind of girls who lived for bonfire parties, wine coolers, and guys with fast cars. Rachel hoped these people would only be staying for the day so she wouldn't have to put up with them all week. There were a few parents with their kids on the bus, obvious day-trippers, an adult couple that looked way too serious in their wetsuits, and an old man with a fishing pole. At the front of the bus, and literally on the edge of their seat, was a couple in their thirties, clad in all black. The woman had bleached white hair and wore too much eyeshadow, and her boyfriend had one of those scraggly beards with holes in it where hair refused to grow. They were taking pictures of the passing woods and each other. When they'd first got on the bus, Rachel couldn't help but notice their t-shirts. The girls had the image of a doctor holding a syringe filled with glowing green fluid with reanimator written across the top. The man's shirt was ghastlier, with a dead woman covered in stitches as if she'd been put together like Frankenstein and a chainsaw on a table behind her. Beneath the image were busted letters spelling out pieces. Rachel wasn't sure what these shirts were all about, but guessed they were of heavy metal bands. The couple seemed a bit weird, but their childlike excitement made them appear harmless. This is totally worth not playing softball, Ellie said. It's my first time missing it since I started, but I'll be back soon enough to finish the season. The team can get by without you for a few days, Rachel said. I don't know. Sean's not the pitcher I am. I'm sure he'll be happy to be off the bench for once. The sisters giggled. The team's backup pitcher was a poor understudy to Ellie, but he didn't seem to realize it. Ellie had joined Little League at age nine and had been playing ever since. For such a small girl, she had a pitching arm like a bazooka and rarely missed a swing of her bat. Though she could be shy and antisocial, Ellie was the team's star player 
and Rachel expected her sister would go on to win many more trophies in her life. I think I know the first thing I want to do when we get to the rafting place, Ellie said. What's that? Get a hot dog, Rachel chuckled. Yeah, I could go for some lunch, too. But the first thing Rachel really wanted was to see the living quarters. God, she hoped the cabins weren't too rustic. Better to pay the extra fee for one, though. She was not a fan of camping. Humans came up with houses to escape the awfulness of sleeping in the woods. Now they left perfectly good homes for the forest and called it recreation. It made no sense to Rachel. Something about being alone in the woods at night made her want to scream at every little sound and every passing shadow. She and Ellie being alone in a cabin would be freaky enough, thank you very much. Let the lunatics sleep in the woods, 